and welcome to the 15th episode of Frankie's Mama Reads, the podcast. I am your host, Frankie's Mama, also known as Jess. Don't ask me why I just said it in the Jess kind of way, but I am your host, and I'm excited to have you here for my 15th episode. Being that it's my 15th episode, it kind of feels like my quinceanera, y'all. Now, I did not have a quinceanera, so this is going to have to be the only quinceanera I ever get since I'm quite past the quinceanera days, and I'm even past the quinceanera anniversary, meaning times two. So, moving on. Today, I've got an interesting episode because it's going to seem a little chaotic, and here's why. I am overwhelmed by books. I know, that sounds crazy, but I kind of am. I may have to admit that I have an addiction to choosing books. I don't want to say buying books because, y'all know, I don't really buy books. But I do check out a lot of books, whether it's on an ebook from the library, or a thrift store book on occasion, or just legit physical books from the library, or my favorite little free libraries around town. I've still been hitting those up during quarantine slash shutdown, whatever this is that we're still in. But where I'm located in Illinois, my library opened back up today. All right, so I am recording this before noon on Monday, July 6th. I've already been to the library, y'all. Like, I was there. They opened at 10. I left my house shortly after 10. It's literally a mile away. I was there. It was amazing. It's it's very different to be in a library with other people. Now, they've got strict rules. Don't worry. Had a mask. Hand sanitizer at the door and all over the library. Arrows pointing which direction you can go in. Limited resources as far as computers, there's no toys in the kids section, there's no tables. Well, there's like some tables in the kids section, but like one chair at each. So they're doing their part, and everyone who was in the library is doing their part. They won't let you walk around without a mask unless you have a reason, but even still they're providing accommodations that are ADA friendly for you if you need it. So... Very amazing to be inside a library, but I hadn't been in a library since March, which, wow, that's rare for me. So I didn't even know what to do. I went to the kids section, got Frankie a couple new books because he's had the same one since March from the library. Now we do own over 100, probably close to over like 150, 200 books at this point for him, but still, you know, he has his interests, so got him a couple new books, did that first because it was easier. Then I went upstairs where adult, young adult books are, and I just was overwhelmed. Like, I didn't even know what to do. I, I couldn't remember where mystery is, where sci-fi is. Like, I had to reacquaint myself with the library. Now, I will say part of the reason is they renovated right before pandemic, so I think their opening was in February, maybe end of January. So it hasn't been open fully that long before pandemic hit and now it gets to be open again ish like I said there's a lot of stuff that's missing no programs so 
but I did get myself two books. I felt like I was probably going to walk in and check out 15, but honestly, I was overwhelmed. I didn't even know what to get. I hadn't prepared normally before I go to the library. I know what I'm looking for or I have an idea. I go to the new book section, but, you know, since the libraries have been shut down, the new book section isn't that new. Like, a lot of the books are from May, June, so I was overwhelmed. And speaking of overwhelmed, I'm just overwhelmed with the amount of books that I have on my shelf to read as it is. So this is what we're going to do today. I am going to go through, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight books that I have to choose from to read that I haven't started yet. Some of them I may have looked at and started and then put down a long time ago. So these are the eight books, including the two that I got today that I would like to choose from to read my next book. So the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to pick up the book, I'm going to read the first two sentences of each book. Just two sentences. If the first sentence is something like, he walked in, that's a sentence, that's it. I don't get a whole lot more, I'm going to get two of those. So I'm going to read the first two sentences of each book. I'm going to look at Goodreads if I need more information about the book, you know, to give a little context to the book, because some of these, to be honest, I don't really know what they're about at this point. They've been sitting here a while. And some of them are even library books that I got pre-pandemic. They're not due yet because of the lovely people at the library consistently renewing them and extending dates and whatnot. But this is how it's going to go. I'm not going to pick those first just because they're do first. That's not how it's going. I just need to pick something and read it. So let's get to it. Okay, so for this first book that I'm picking, it is called The Lending Library and it is by Eliza Fogelson and it just came out July 1st. So this one is brand new, but it looked good. So I bought it on Kindle for like, I don't know, $5 maybe. And I was able to add the audiobook version for another two bucks. So, this was a perfect buy for me. I do know that it's about a woman in a small town whose library was shut down. Like, obviously I had to buy this. Because when it was shut down, she opens up a lending library from, I think, her sunroom or her nursery. Something like this. But then... She's, she's a single woman, I believe, just living her life, having this library. But then, she is presented with an opportunity to adopt a child. And she secretly always wanted to be a mom. So then she adopts this child. That description just sounds completely on brand for Frankie's Mama Reads, right? So, I had to buy it. Let's look at the first two sentences of this book. I was sniffing glue again. Ahem. That's it. That's all I get to go on. Those are the first two sentences. So we're starting this game off strong. All right. Well, based on the context, though, I do have some good information. And I did skip that this was November 2007. So this lovely lady who's running this little bookstore or library was not stiffing glue present day, but apparently in 2007, 
She was sniffing glue again. Moving on to the next book. This one is called Things I'm Seeing Without You by Peter Bognani. Now this one I talked about in my Dollar Tree haul because this one came from Dollar Tree a while back. But I've been wanting to read it. It looks really good. I believe it's YA. It is dealing with death and uh, grief and that kind of topic. So let's get to the two sentences. The morning after I dropped out of high school, I woke up before dawn in my father's empty house thinking about the slow death of the universe. It smelled like old spice and middle-aged sadness in the guest room, and this was probably at least part of the reason for my thoughts of total cosmic annihilation. All right, that's a whole lot more than I got with the first book. I'd say it's off to a good start. I mean, two sentences. I know I'm not giving it a whole lot of chance to win me over, but that sounds, sounds promising. I get the mood, at least. I get the general idea of that character. All right, next book is one that I picked up from a little free library. This is The Miracle at Speedy Motors by Alexander McCall Smith. So it's from the number one ladies detective agency, and I'll be honest, I have not read any of these books, and this is not number one in the series, but I want to get into the series. It's an older series. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of it or heard of the HBO show that was about it. Um, but yeah, this is book nine in the series, so should I start series in the middle of a series? I kind of do sometimes. I did that with a cozy once. I started at like number seven or something, and there's now 30. So I went back and read the rest. So this could get me into the series. But let's see. The Miracle of Speedy Motors. First two sentences. There's a lot of entry pages. Hold on. Here we are. The correct address of precious Ramatsui, Botswana's foremost solver of problems, in the sense that this was where she could be found between 8 in the morning and 5 in the afternoon, except when she was not there, was the number one ladies' detective agency, care of La Queng Road, Speedy Motors, Gaboroni, Botswana. The care of was a matter of some disagreement between Mama Ramatsui and Grace Makutsi, her assistant and right-hand lady, as she put it. Y'all, that was hard to read. I am hoping I did okay and didn't butcher these names. I'm sure I did. And now I'm kind of thinking maybe the audiobook would be good so I can know how to say these names correctly. Or maybe if I just watched the show, I would learn. Honestly, I don't know. I'm excited, though. I mean, I like, I like the setting. Like, I've never read a book set in Botswana and very few books set in Africa in the first place. So it looks like our main character is Ma, Mama. Ramatsui, which I definitely should learn how to say that at the very least since she is the protagonist. So based on what I'm reading on the back, Homegirl's got a lot going on, but 
Apparently, she handles these things in her usual compassionate and good-natured way, while always finding time for a cup of red bush tea. So, it sounds intriguing. Definitely takes place in another continent, which brings me to an upcoming episode, the next episode actually. I am going to be participating in the Reading Rush. So, this is a readathon that is taking place over Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and there are some different challenges for the Reading Rush. And since I just spoiled one of them, I'll let you know. One of them is to read a book that is set on a continent different than the one you live on. So, for people in America, that does mean branching out a little bit. I mean, we're not... Australia has it kind of easy in a sad way, because most books are not set in Australia. But in America, we've got a lot of American books. So, I may actually save this book to read for that challenge, since this one definitely does not take place on this continent. And I think the rest of the stack probably does, and I think most of the books I have on my shelf do. So, spoiler alert, not choosing this as my very next book, but probably putting it in to the TBR pile for the Reading Rush Challenge. On to the next book. This one is the Beautiful by Renee Adier. Now, I talked about this on a previous episode as well. Still haven't read it. I checked it out. I think this one actually also came from the episode, well, I believe maybe episode one, where I talked about 15 books that I checked out before the pandemic. And here we are, 15 weeks later, I still have not read this one. But I'm getting to it. Maybe. So let's take a look. I can tell you before we get into the two sentences that this one takes place in 1872 in New Orleans. This is a YA book, but it is a little bit of a ghost story, so it's kind of horror. Or it is horror, but it's YA horror. So if you're not familiar, YA horror just means it's like horror light. Alright, first two sentences. There's a poem in French that's the actual first page. I'm not going to read it, although they do translate it to English, but we're going to skip that as if that's not the first sentence. The actual first two sentences. New Orleans is a city ruled by the dead. I remember the moment I first heard someone say this. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. That is all I get. A city ruled by the dead. Okay. I get with that. That gives me horror vibes for sure. So, as you can see, these books are definitely different genres. Definitely diverse. So I'm excited about having options. Next book. This one is called Super Adjacent, and it is by Crystal Castari. So this is another YA book, and it's another library book, but this one actually I had put on hold a while back, and my hold became available during the shutdown. So the library called me, and I got to go pick this one up. I haven't started it yet, but I've maybe had it a couple weeks, maybe three weeks, so I do need to get to it. 
So this book has got a pretty cool premise. It is super adjacent as opposed to superhero. So super adjacent means adjacent to superheroes, i.e. superhero sidekicks. And a big part of the story seems to be about dating a superhero. The, the front of the book actually says dating a hero isn't always super. So one of the main characters is Claire. I think she's the main main character. She is dating a female superhero. And I guess it's not all it's cracked up to be. So there's like a superhero nation. I think kind of maybe like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is my guess. Um, so it seems pretty cool. Here are the first two sentences. I don't know how the warriors do it. After walking three miles on the lakefront trail on the hottest day on earth, I'm sweating like a pig, even with a cooling assist from Lake Michigan. Alright. I don't get a whole lot of information there, but I do get Lake Michigan. And I do see there's a poster on the first page that talks about something being sold out, a Warrior Nation fan event taking place at McCormick Center, which, if you don't know, happens to be here in Chicago. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's for the Chicago Warriors. Okay, so we got some local vibes. I like it. Superhero. It seems light. I mean, it's YA, so it's not going to be drastically dark, even if it was. I like it. That one actually sounds very promising. Okay, this next book is one that I got in a book exchange that I did over on Instagram. So I've been wanting to read it for years, and here it is, I got the book. This is called Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. If you are familiar with YA, you've heard of this book. If you read a lot of YA, you've read this book. And if you know anything about LGBT YA books, then you, of course, have probably have this on your list of faves. But I haven't read it yet. So this book stars our two main characters, Aristotle and Dante, who are quite opposite from each other, but they have a great friendship, it seems. And so it seems like the book is about the power of their friendship. I don't know a whole lot more beyond that. But let's find out what the first two sentences let us know. One summer night, I fell asleep, hoping the world would be different when I woke. In the morning, when I opened my eyes, the world was the same. Well, I am intrigued. Definitely intrigued by it. Like I said, it's something I've been wanting to read for a while anyway. So it's pretty high on my want-to-read list, but it also isn't super light, and I'm kind of feeling like a lighter mood right now. So we'll see once I get through this list what I end up going with. The last two books I have for this game are the books that I checked out today. The first one is The Unexpected Inheritance of Inspector Chopra by Vasim Khan. So I've been wanting to read this one for a while as well, and I actually had even checked it out on Hoopla, like the uh, audiobook app from my library at one point, and then sadly I didn't get around to it. But the audiobook sounded so cool. It had Indian music to start off with. The narrator is Indian, not a fake accent or anything like egregious like that. 
So really cool audiobook, but I saw this today at the library and said I have got to read this one. The cover is really pretty too. You just get these Indian vibes. You can tell this thing takes place in Mumbai. So it's a cozy-ish mystery um, set in Mumbai by an Indian author. That's very cool. Let's get to the first two sentences. On the day that he was due to retire, Inspector Ashwin Chopra discovered that he had inherited an elephant. What do you mean he's sending me an elephant? He said, turning in astonishment from the mirror in which he had been adjusting the collar of his uniform to face his wife Archana, who was hovering anxiously in the doorway and who was known to friends and family alike as Poppy. I don't know about you guys, but this one has a really fun tone to it, I think. I kind of like it. I'm thinking that might be a good one since I am looking for something kind of lighter. The back has a blurb that says delightful and uplifting. So that's promising. Yeah, I think this one's a good one, but let's continue. So the last book I have in my hand is from the library also, and it is The Silent Sister by Diane Chamberlain. So I have read two of her books, I believe, and I love her. You've probably heard me talk about one of her books if you've listened to any other episode. I think I've mentioned her a few times. But this one looks pretty good. So it is set in New Bern, North Carolina, which is a very small town, but one that I've actually visited before. So that's kind of cool. I actually remember a good deal about it. It's home of the Pepsi-Cola company. Not sure if that makes it into the book or not. I'm also not sure what this book is about, to be honest, because I was just excited that it was set in New Bern. So let's get to the first two sentences and see if that helps at all. She is a really awesome writer, so maybe she pulls you in after two sentences, I don't know. Well, this is a prologue, so we'll go with that. All day long, people stopped along the path that ran through the woods by the Potomac River. Bundled in their parkas and wool scarves, they stood close to one another for warmth and clutched the mittened hands of their children or the leashes of their dogs as they stared at the one splash of color in the winter gray landscape. Okay, I'll be honest, the very next sentence after that tells you what the splash of color is, but I'm not going to tell you guys, because that's not part of the two sentences only. So it's set in Newburn, North Carolina, but this first prologue is in D.C., which is actually cooler because I used to live in D.C. for many years. So I love books set in D.C. Okay, now I actually received a call from the library shortly after I left the library to let me know that a book that I had placed on hold a while back is ready to be picked up. So that book should be added to this mix of books on my shelf that I have got to get to. I don't have the book in my possession yet because I need to go pick it up, but thanks to the magic of the internet, I was able to find the first page. I believe it's the first page. So I can read the first two sentences. That book is called The King's Justice, and it is by Susan Elia McNeil. And here are the first two sentences. At the bottom of a deep pit, 
Maggie listened through the earpiece as she pressed a probe against the side of an unexploded bomb. Her face was covered by a mask of sweat and dirt. Her hair pulled back into a tightly braided circle. Okay, so this book, The King's Justice, is a Maggie Hope mystery. And I was actually very excited to read this one when I first heard about it. Because it is suggested for anybody who likes... Maisie Dobbs, and Rosie Winter. Now, I don't know if I've spoken about Rosie Winter on this show, but Rosie Winter is a private eye who is in World War II, and she is in New York City. She's a Broadway actress who isn't finding much work, so she ends up becoming a private eye. It's a whole series. It's only three, four books in that series, but I love it. Maisie Dobbs, however, is set in post-World War I, and that brings me to everyone's favorite segment of the show. What you reading? What you reading? What you reading? What you reading? So right now, I am actually reading Maisie Dobbs, the first book in the series by Jacqueline Winspear. So I am eight chapters in. And I am loving this book. It's a huge series. I honestly don't remember how many books are in the series. But this book came out years and years ago. And so I'm quite behind on the series. It's set during post-World War I, like I mentioned. And Maisie used to be a nurse during the war. So I know I said this last week about a book. But this book definitely reminds me of... Downton Abbey. If you watched the show, you saw World War I happened. There was a lot of nursing in the show with World War I, injuries, all of that. So all of that is in book one, Maisie Dobbs. If you like World War II spy slash detective uh, books, books with a female sleuth, like a really cool female sleuth, definitely check out Maisie Dobbs if you haven't already. You totally may have read it if you're into that because she's been around a while. I'm a little late to the game, but so glad I finally picked this book up. So that is what I'm reading right now. Since that is what I'm reading right now, I kind of am on a cozy mystery kick, but I'm also thinking maybe I don't want to read another mystery set during World War II. So probably not going to go ahead and pick up this library book, The King's Justice, as my next read. So that scratches that one off the list. So let me give you a very quick rundown of all the books with like a two-word description of each. The Unexpected Inheritance of Inspector Chopra by Vaseem Khan. Cozy India. The Silent Sister by Diane Chamberlain. North Carolina Thriller. I cheated with North Carolina. That's going to be one word. Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. My two words for this one are LGBT friendship. Next book. Super Adjacent by Crystal Sestari. Is a superhero one word? We're going with it. Superhero Dating. Alright, next book. 
The Miracle at Speedy Motors by Alexander McCall Smith. For my two-word description, I will go with Botswana Mystery. Next is The Beautiful by Renee Adier. The two words I will give this one are Ghost Louisiana. I could have cheated and said New Orleans, but I went vague and said Louisiana. All right. Things I'm Seeing Without You by Peter Bagnani. And my two words for this one are Teenage Grief. Okay, the next book is The Lending Library by Eliza Fogelson. And my two words for that book will be Books and Motherhood. And the last book is The King's Justice by Susan Elia McNeil. And my two words for this one are Badass Heroine. So I have high hopes for that one, obviously. So this brings me to Decision Time. The winner for the next book that I will read after I finish Maisie Dobbs is The Unexpected Inheritance of Inspector Chopra. So I think I partly picked this book because of the cover. It is super fun. But I also just kind of like this blurb that tells me that it is delightful and uplifting. I feel like I could use that. And it just seemed like a fun read based on the first two sentences, as well as the sneak peek at the audiobook that I got. So I hope you guys liked this fun little experiment of choosing a book not by the cover, but by the first two sentences. I don't know if you get much information about it, but it gives you a little bit of a glimpse at the writing style. And I kind of came up with the idea because when I was at the library today, I picked up a whole bunch of books read like the first sentence and half the time I was like eh not quite what I'm looking for right now so I thought this might be a fun idea hopefully you thought so too if you did please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can get every new episode and you can also find me on Instagram or Goodreads if that's where you prefer to hang out or if you hang out at both find me at both let's connect you can find me at both at Frankie's Mama Reads, and until next week, keep on reading.